Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. movie it's will arnett and he's really good in that role will arnett oh of uh, uh arrested development fame yeah, yeah. really yeah mm. used to be the husband of amy poehler um okay. yeah he uh, he's funny those bat those lego movies are funny mm. they're they're full-on funny i believe it i haven't seen any yet they almost have to be because they use legos and they're very you know they're, they're not that great of a thing visually mm. i mean they just they walk around very stiffly and you have to have really good writing to make it compelling at all. I suppose. It's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I haven't seen any, so I'm no. a little out, out of this my This weekend, depth. my kids are very excited. Cartoon Lion movies, I'm totally up on, because mm. that was the year my kids mm-hmm. were a little in, and oh, I did enjoy those. So just very briefly, um, I pointed out yesterday, the whole idea of fact-checking. Oh, yeah, it's gone. It, it came just, and went, yeah. in the words of Chris Rock, here today, gone today. Kessler, the guy from the Washington Post, he was the most famous fact checker there for a long time, and he'd give his uh, Pinocchios, and he worked really hard to try to be a a legitimate fact checker. Mm -hmm. We had him on the air many, many times over the years, but now it's when I hear it, I just assume, okay, here comes a whole bunch of opinion. Right. Here's editorial. Mentioned this yesterday. Um, The New York Times, the New York Times was fact checking the president's State of the Union address. And he was talking about we've been in the Middle East now for 19 years, and they fact-checked it as being incorrect because Afghanistan... Why? It it, It adds to the 4,000 lies we've caught him in this year. Because Afghanistan isn't in the Middle East. It's considered part of Southwest Asia. Whatever. So that was a lie by the president or an inaccuracy. And I thought, oh, for the love of heaven, we got this note. Which and, I appreciate you know, it. And it, to your theme of, of always. Yes, my I never let up on it. What's so my theme? if you call everything a lie, right. including something stupid like that, that yeah. any American would roll their eyes at, okay, it's Middle East, I don't it's Middle East-y. Right. I mean, but so if you call everything a lie, now anything that's actually a legitimate lie... Fake news. ...doesn't get as much attention or impact. I would say if Osama bin Laden, who's from Saudi Arabia... You know, kicked it in Iran briefly and was financed by uh, fundamentalist Muslims. Happened to find himself in uh, Afghanistan briefly. I think, well, you know what we'll do? We'll make it an honorary part of the Middle East there, uh, New York Times. But anyway, we got this note from um, uh, Joe, frequent correspondent Joe in Dayton. The dip S that said we weren't in the Middle East 20 years because off Afghanistan didn't count is wrong, even if that were a consideration. Desert Storm ended in 1991. By 92, we were back flying over southern Iraq in support of UN Security Resolution 688 to protect the oppressed Shia from Saddam Hussein's Sunni Bath Party. We all remember that, except those of us who don't. <laughs> Planes were shot at with Iraqi MIGs, surface-to-air missiles. Uh, he mentioned several were damaged, a couple shot down. Our military flyers repaid the favor with enthusiasm. 
If that wasn't enough, we lost 19 when the probable Iranian Hezbollah bombed the Kobar Towers in Saudi Arabia that supported that mission. The mission continued until the invasion of Iraq in 2003. So yes, the president was off a few years, but Toolboy was off by even more. It's been 27 years. Then he mentions Operation Northwatch, 1997-03, to protect the Kurds. Then, having gained some steam, he wrote back a couple minutes later, just said, in addition to Operation Southern Watch and Northern Watch, starting 92 and 97 respectively, we also had European operations going on, Bosnia and Kosovo, and those had to do with a lot of uh, Muslim issues. The U.S. has been involved in some kind of conflict since 1776, 224 out of 241 years. From the Revolutionary War to Barbary pirates to declared wars, a civil war, president conflicts, only 17 years have been war-free. So, if I may finish his note, so shut up, New York Times, please. Awful. Got a text Thank you, here. Joe, for your research. We have a text line, 415-295-KFTC. Got a t- Text from a longtime listener, regular texter. Hey, guys, listen to you every chance I get. Here's a picture of me in the 80s dressed up with my wife. Um, I'm assuming it's Halloween or something like that. I'm Buckwheat from the Little Rascals. Racist! So he's got black makeup on to be Buckwheat. Um, I, I, He doesn't go any further than that, but I assume his point is there were no racist intentions there. It's just you can't dress up as Buckwheat and be white. Right. Why not go with Alfalfa and uh, Darlene? Was that her name? The hottie. Yeah. Oh, she's six. Um, oh, well, she was the love interest. That's true. Yeah. Buckwheat, not buckwheat, uh, alfalfa and, and spanky. Spanky. Who was and into. Fro- and froggy. Who was clearly into, you know. Froggy who smoked too much or something. <laughs> and then Butch, back when bullies were just kind of charming. Right. Exactly. And that was Beretta, right? Uh, no. All right. He was somebody else. He was somebody else, but. Coolio Robert or, Blake, yeah. Or, Coolio. I don't what, think, what was I'm his, sure there wasn't a Coolio. What, what was his little rascal's name? I don't remember. Robert Blake. And it Alfie, doesn't matter. Something. If we found out, it wouldn't bring us exactly. any joy. I apologize. <laughs> what was our point? Oh, this guy <clears> dressed <throat> up as Buckwheat, who is a black kid in... Uh, the R Gang Comedies. Right. Also known as Little Rascals. So should he lose his job or anything? I don't, I don't know. You, you decide. Send your emails somewhere. Some, so just some address. Just to nail this down, he dressed up as a black gang member. The our gang comedies. Yes, that's true. They okay. were they were a gang, <laughs> <laughs> and they were six. Uh, speaking of our gang comedies and Robert Blake and crimes committed with firearms, huh? Huh? That wasn't even a leap. DOJ is out with some statistics. That are very, very interesting to my mind about where criminals got their guns. And I'm not going to present this in a moment or two um, as an argument in favor of or against any particular gun laws. I I personally, uh, I don't generally attack stuff with conclusions and look for evidence. I I just found it really interesting what the feds... Yeah, saves time. Uh, I do. Uh, I find it very, very interesting, though, where felons got their guns. Yeah, we'll tell you. The idea is that gun laws keep bad people from getting guns, right? That's the whole point. Exactly. And they surveyed 1.37 million inmates, state and federal level. Do you ever put on any sort of makeup to portray yourself as black? 415-295-KFTC is our text line. Or if you do, don't use shoe polish. It's terrible for your skin. And keep your eyes 
the sparrow. Joe weighing in with the dermatology angle on the most important story of the day. It's terrible. It's irritating. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Valentine's Day is next week, and to celebrate, Dunkin' Donuts will be hosting donut-themed weddings at a chapel in Las Vegas. The first 100 couples will receive a bouquet made entirely out of donuts. Yeah, this is exactly what Vegas weddings need. More regret. (laughs) I haven't had a donut in a week. When was Craig in here? I haven't had a donut in a week. My my hands are a little shaky. (laughs) You you lie. (laughs) My hands are actually a little shaky. Wow. I'm going to have to stop for a quick fix on the way home. God. I tell you what, I'm off donuts. Everybody should be off donuts. There's no reason I should ever eat a donut the rest of my life. Between the way they make me feel terrible because the sugar crash, the insulin thing, and that weird fatty pasty coating in my mouth. I hate that. Ugh. U.S. Department of Justice found that the vast majority of gun-armed criminals obtain their guns on the street or via other means. In fact, um, well, they surveyed uh, almost 1.4 million inmates, state and federal inmates, um, a couple of years ago, and then put the numbers together. They found that a third said they possessed or carried a firearm while committing their crime. So they were looking at those 256,000 prisoners. Uh, 43% of them obtained their guns from illicit street sources, such as other criminals, often by bartering stolen goods or drugs. The next leading source, about 25%, came as gifts or purchases from friends or family members. About 6% were able to receive their guns through theft. When it came to retail sources, such as gun shows, flea markets, firearm stores, and pawn shops, only about 10% said they were able to obtain their weapons from such outlets through purchases or trades. Of those, the majority reported that a background check was conducted, although in many cases they didn't purchase it under their own name Mm. and somehow got away with it. In all, about 1% of prisoners who used a firearm during their crime obtained it lawfully through a retail sale. 1%. Now, again, I told you. And then we pass. So the the point being, I guess, one of the points, that uh, you pass these laws, longer wait at the gun store or whatever. That's not the way... Practically everybody's getting the gun anyway. Right. You know, a couple devil's argument, uh, devil's advocate arguments, rather. I'm sorry, I'm reading and talking at the same time. Always a mistake. Um, That popped to mind immediately is, well, yeah, you've made it really hard for criminals and would-be criminals to obtain their guns lawfully. And if it were easier, more of them would be doing it. That's a pretty good one. Uh, That's a flip of the coin argument there, the other side of the coin. Um, another thing that leaps to mind, and, and I'm just trying to imagine the arguments of people who are really pro-gun control. I'm not. Um, is anything we can do to reduce the number of firearms on the street 
lawful and unlawful and that all. They just exist in society. Right. Is is a good thing. The, the more they are, the cheaper they are, the the easier it is for a troubled lunatic to get one. The problem, the biggest problem with that argument, I think, is the the incredible number of guns that just exist. That are already there. A- unless here. you're going to go with a confiscation program, which would never pass. No. Um, it's amazing how many guns are out there. Can you come up with a Google? Google, how many guns are there in the, in the United States? Um, it's It's always amazing because... Most people don't own a gun. Would that be fair to say? I don't know that, but I think it's true. I don't think. <sighs> yeah, probably. I think the majority of people don't own a gun. But a hey, lot somebody, of, go, hey Hanson, Google uh, percentage of Americans who own a firearm. But the uh, people, a lot of people who do own guns own a lot of them. Well, I mean, right. I, like I know guys who have twenty, thirty guns. So that you know, it makes up for a lot of other people. So this is from uh, mid twenty eighteen. Three hundred ninety three million guns. Three hundred twenty six million people. So yes, but that's number of guns. But so yes. 70 more million guns than people. Right. That's a hell You're of a lot of guns. You're never going to... So even if you stopped now, there's still a lot of guns out there. That was my point on that. Right. Right. The pro-gun control crowd might point out that in 1991, uh, 21% of uh, gun-wielding felons purchased or traded from a retail outlet. 21%. That's down to 10% in 2016. Well, let's not um, jump past the fact that there are 70 million more guns than people. And all of all those people, you know, you got a certain number of babies, elderly, and... Right. <laughs> right. But there's 70 million more guns than all of those people. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Well, I have three. I guess between my wife and I, we have three, so it's one and a half. Mm. I'm not saying... Well, wait a second. You, if I'm counting people, it's kids. So we got four kids and three guns. I'm behind. Oh, please. My effort is pathetic. I need more guns. I got with, four people in my household and only three guns. Uh, yeah, I had five people in my household till they all uh, moved away. And uh, Baxter doesn't own a gun. My dog. He's uh, handy many, with the nunchucks. How many, how many guns do you have? Uh, two, I'm not saying. You're not saying? I'm not saying. Okay. Nobody's business. That means it's a thousand. <laughs> what are you asking for? <laughs> um, so I almost shot something the other day. But I wasn't sure if I could or not, legally like, speaking. Oh, okay. I'm glad you missed me. <laughs> we had uh, we had wild turkeys in our field, and they keep harassing our goats. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's... Can that's, I shoot a wild turkey? They're worrying your livestock. I know the law. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> no, can I, I shoot a wild turkey? I think a goat would have the advantage against the turkey. Am I wrong in that? Those turkeys are big. Oh, okay. no. Big old nasty wild turkeys. Okay. They're huge. Tough as nails. I they they probably would have a uh, uh, be in a good situation with even my biggest dog. I mean they're oh, wow. they're, they're very big, and their talons, they're uh... <laughs> huh Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. How about their talons? <laughs> um, <laughs> at this moment, Marshall, if he's listening, is tempted to come into the studio and retell his story of being menaced by turkeys. Marshall, I'd urge you not to do that. Yeah. If you're in your car, you're okay. But, but we were walking in the field. And, and he was. Henry had a stick. <laughs> Henry had a stick. He was ready to do battle with them. But they're huge. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have my gun with me. And I said, I, I said maybe if I shot one, they, they'd quit coming into the field. And he was really up for that. He wanted, he wanted to see that. He wanted to hear a gun. He's never seen a gun fired or anything. Oh, like. yeah. Well, I got brains the size of an almond, too, so it's a little tough to take them out. Uh, I can, you can kick them and hit them and the rest of it, and yeah. they'll just get madder. I think I can shoot one pretty easy because they're huge. You know, there's actually more to the gun story if we're done with uh, fighting turkeys. I was, just wild to, turkey I, I was just going to mention, you know, that one time I was I was terrified <laughs> by turkeys approaching yes. my automobile. You were in 2,000 pounds of <laughs> they steel. They were surrounding the car. They surrounded and they looked menacing. They did indeed. It wasn't Godzilla. It was turkeys. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. What else should we go with here? Um, let's, you know, I guess that's, that's really the relevant uh, part of it. Uh, 1% of felons who used a gun in committing a felony uh, obtained it through a retail sale. That's just interesting. And listen, if you're anti-gun, I've done you a favor. Probably. I mean, if you're sincere about it, now you know what's not worth spending your time on. There you have it. Plus, we got a second uh, amendment floating around. I don't know if you've heard of that. And to kind of tie it to an earlier discussion, too, about 3D printers, that's a big game changer, too, in the whole certainly, firearm certainly discussion. Uh, it will be in the future. Yeah. yeah, I'm told those those guns are actually uh, you know single use. I think. Well, no. oh, why did I even bring this up? I don't know. And that the won't angry, be... angry emails. Go ahead, write them. Well, I'm an uh, idiot. You're uh, stupid. Why don't you do a little research? There you go. Well, I, I wrote it for well, you. You shut up, fake emailer. Joe's arguing with. Now we're both yelling. <laughs> now we're both yelling at you. Yes. <laughs> Whatever's true today is not going to be true in six months, or certainly in two years. So right. what the hell difference does it make? Why? Why are you <laughs> such a bully? The principle exists. Man, we really got worked up against that fake emailer. I'll tell you. Well, huh? I'd, I'd fight him if he showed up. <laughs> Shoot him with my turkey gun. Speaking of violence, I'm all for, I don't even know what the arguments are, putting Sean Penn in jail. A DEA bigwig who hunted El Chapo says Sean Penn should be in jail for helping him escape justice. Yeah, the whole to... Sean Penn getting out El Chapo's side of the story in Rolling Stone, which is a huge story at the time. Now that we know what El Chapo's really about, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, he was a child rapist and, a, and, a, and a, a torturer and a killer and a importer of drugs and the rest of it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump is weighing in on the Democratic political chaos in Virginia. We've got Nancy Pelosi on the Green New Deal. Yeah, and- we, we need to talk more about the Green New Deal that dropped today from AOC. There's yeah. a lot of interesting stuff in that. And how much will you be spending on your sweetie for Valentine's? Coming up. I mean, it's a list of unicorn wishes, the Green New Deal. Oh, and all sorts of wildly divergent unicorns. Yeah. Which, if I had a flock of them in my backfield, I'd probably shoot. Oh, no. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Land of the free, they say. You see, uh, the Mexican Marines were about to close in on El Chapo when uh, Sean Penn and his uh, telenovela hottie friend suddenly appeared in El Chapo's camp, and the Marines stood down, being afraid of killing the two actors in the crossfire. I'm surprised they stood down. You know, I don't want anybody to get hurt or die, but we got plenty of actors. We keep making more every day. Well, they did say once they found out it was Sean Penn that if it occurred again, they'd have just gone. They'd just gone in. Ah, interesting. Yeah. What if it was Tom Hanks? <laughs> Completely different sort of actor. Got to stand down. Different personality. Right. Oh yeah, you stand down. Right. Um. What was Sean Penn's theory? I remember. Wasn't he on sixty Minutes with that story? He got interviewed uh, on 60 Minutes. It was a Rolling Stone interview with El Chapo. It was a giant, long article, which I read and was fascinating. But his his interview with El Chapo was famously softball-y and friendly. Right. Of course, this is a guy who called Hugo Chavez a friend, an oppressor and killer and torturer of, of untold numbers of Venezuelans and led to the current nightmare. 
News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is weighing in on the political controversies raging away in Virginia. Trump tweeting this morning, quote, Democrats at the top are killing the great state of Virginia. If the three failing polls were Republicans, far stronger action would be taken. Virginia will come back home Republican in 2020. A friend of mine just texted me that uh, a, a kid at his kid's school in 2007 uh, did a, on Martin Luther King Jr. week, did a did the I Have a Dream speech in, uh, in makeup. Oh, boy. Now, is that in blackface? He's better not get into politics. According to the modern definition yeah. uh, in right. the media, it is. Uh, Sean, hilarious Twitter shot about Virginia. Oh, yeah. So West Virginia, or no, uh, Virginia. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm messing it all up. Let me let me say this the Take correct two. way. West Virginia has been promoted to Virginia. Virginia will henceforth be referred to as Northern Florida. <laughs> <laughs> From alert listener Arthur Digby Sellers, I guess is his Twitter That's handle. pretty funny. Congratulations, funny. West Virginia. North Florida. Damn Democratic politicians are now waiting on the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus to respond to the latest developments threatening to bring down the state's top three elected officials. The caucus quickly called on Governor Ralph Northam to resign after the racist photo surfaced, but the group has been silent so far on what to do about the lieutenant governor and attorney general. The number four guy, the Republican, who, of course, you know, none of the Democrats want to, right, the House to take Speaker. power. Is his nose clean as of now? I have any reports surfaced? He cheats at golf. He cheats on his wife. He's a he's a serial... Uh, 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 he exposes himself to women. Anything. Used to referee dogfights. Yeah. Hunts migratory birds. Right. <laughs> and Jack, weren't you saying he got his South Speakership on a coin toss? It was a tie yeah, vote or something? Yeah, essentially, they were stone-tied, so they flipped a coin or drew names <laughs> and, or something. Joe, but... you're 100%. The drawing the random names out of a bucket yeah. is way more ripe for for uh, foul play right. than I just the coin flip. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Throw that coin in the air. Everybody can see it. Yeah. I'm flipping. Right. So how about this? Number one guy's just going to last now, right? That's what's going to come out of this. Yeah. He's going to weather the storm. Just going to moonwalk right back into the governor's house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, right. Yeah. Uh, be, as as always, you know, politicians they they use their uh, their principles as weapons, then put them away right. the minute right. that it's inconvenient. And uh, yeah, so their their moral outrage will vanish the moment it leads to a Republican taking office. They'll just uh, you know shuffle their feet and look down and <laughs> let the guy keep his job. The guy, by the way, who is soft on infanticide, worth repeating. Yeah, the uh, governor, by the way, has just hired a uh, DCPR uh, firm that specializes in crisis communication. Well, he's got one. Yep. And I heard a couple of other pundits yesterday kind of echoing your sentiment, Jack. It looks like he's going to just ride this out. I think that's what's going to happen. Yep. Well, we, the uh, the PR firm of Armstrong and Getty, yes. has advised this for years and years and years. Uh, probably, well, partly hoping radio executives will take heed. Just wait. Wait a day, wait a week, something else is going to happen, and, and your scandal is going to seem so like yesterday's news. Right. Nobody will do anything about it. Just wait it out. I can't believe how little I I understand it, even though I'm in the midst of it. Uh, after one of these blow-ups is over, it happens to us all the time yeah. on Friday morning when we cl- play Clips of the Week, and something from Tuesdays in the Clips of the Week. Right. And, and I think, wow, that was this week. Oh, that that was really a big deal that day, and it's just gone. <laughs> right, right. And you just you can't even imagine why you cared ever. 
<laughs> and it was everybody was talking about it that day. Right. House Speaker Nancy. I would say this, though. Let me throw in one Go more ahead. thing. And, Marsha, you can take it clear to the end of the hour for all I care. <laughs> um, Virginia, with its extremely uncomfortable history with uh, slavery and the Confederacy and black people and lynchings into the 20th century and evidently one of the, the coppers in charge of security has... Yeah. Oh, and I'm quoting, I don't know what it, what it ties to white supremacist groups and the rest of it. Yeah, it's it's a little touchy. Some pictures. This particular scandal. The most racist person yeah. I've ever known in my life was a southern cop in North Carolina yeah. when he worked there. Mm-hmm. He was a stone, it's the only stone cold racist I've ever known, or at least, you know, was right. openly. And proud of it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just full on racist. E. House Speaker, and he was a cop. House, oh. House Speaker, yeah, troubling. He's retired at the time, but. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she welcomes the enthusiasm of backers of a Green New Deal, but stop short of supporting it, couching it, couching it this way. I'm very excited about it all, and I welcome uh, the Green New Deal and any other proposals that people have out there. Pelosi. And any other proposals <laughs> yes. that people have out there. Yes. You familiar with the, uh, the saying, damned by faint praise? Yeah, please. I liked it when she called it the green dream or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if any other homo sapien has any other ideas, I'll like that just as well as this one. Nancy's got to hate how much attention AOC gets. Oh, please. Yeah, Pelosi speaking as her fellow Democrats, including Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, unveil legislation aimed at combating climate change and creating jobs in renewable energy. Nancy has to be thinking, you know how many freshman Congress people submit their idea when they're all excited in the bloom of being newly elected that I ignored over the last decades. Why is everybody paying attention to this girl? What's going on here? I'm sure she's had those conversations. The only reason OAC is still alive is she isn't wearing Nancy Pelosi's sparkly red shoes. <laughs> hey now! Con- <laughs> Congressman Duncan Hunter of San Diego may still be using campaign funds for personal use. <laughs> Hunter reportedly spent hundreds of dollars in a local amusement park in the last few weeks of 2018. The San Diego Union <laughs> oh Tribune. My God. Hey, he's consistent. The San Diego Union Tribune is reporting the findings after looking at some paperwork filed with the Federal Election Commission last week. Hunter and his wife facing charges. They spent a quarter million dollars of campaign money on personal stuff, including fast food, but they deny any wrongdoing. Well, that's amazing. I read a, something or other the other day about uh, Hunter and uh, Peter King, who made the idiotic, uh, racist-sounding statements about white supremacy. And um, there was one more. Was it the guy from New Jersey? Another another guy who's essentially dead in the water, um, but one re-election or happens to be in office. And these guys wander the halls of the Capitol with nothing to do. They've been stripped of all their committee assignments. Yeah. And so they just awesome. kind of wander waiting for a vote. Sounds awesome. Flip through comic books, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> One final note. Looks like men are more likely than women to spend their money on their partners for Valentine's Day. According to a new study, according to a new study by bankrate.com, the average guy is gonna spend three hundred and forty dollars on his spouse or partner while women say forty. Yeah. While women say they're only gonna spend sixty-four bucks. This is uh, tough news for guys because in addition to being pretty generous, hey, they also have higher expectations.
for Valentine's Another Day. Another shock. Yes. Well, that and, you know, there's 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 free stuff you could get for Valentine's yeah, Day that I, would I delight want... the man in your life. <laughs> no, don't go to any catalog. I can, I'm sure we can figure something yeah, out. It's yeah. something I can't buy legally. I'll bet I can describe it in two to three words what I'd like for <laughs> Valentine's Day. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Some some women see that as uh, like uh, a burden. Seems to me like it'd be great. You never have to buy anything. <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. Oh, Jack's theory on what women ought to think will continue after the break. And you're never going to get a complaint. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I was hoping for a new TV. He's never going to say that. Nope. <laughs> He'll just go buy a TV? Yeah, we'll get a TV some other time. <laughs> What is the Green Dream, or whatever Nancy Pelosi called it, the New Green Deal? Right. Some of the particulars... Green New Deal, the deal New Green. Some of the particulars are pretty amazing and undoable. And unicornian. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. to what has long been thought, men who smoke cannabis have higher sperm counts. They looked at pot smokers, the sperm counts were higher when the men were higher. And the study found that men who smoke marijuana have an average concentration of 63 million sperm per milliliter compared to an average of 45 million sperm for those who don't smoke. I feel bad for whoever's job it is to count those sperm. (laughs) But I guess this explains why Bob Marley had so many children. It's not a bad punchline, but surely there's a better one. It's an interesting news story, is why I thought we should present it. Just smoking pot actually raises. Also, it is one study. Uh, more and more of these studies still need to be done, and that's one of the most important reasons to get it taken off the Schedule One narcotic list. There you go. Presented by QuitRaggingOnMeDad.com. <laughs> the Green New Deal, laid out by OAC and. Her cohorts in the it's a- left. AOC? Mm, whatever. I try to remember it as an AOK. AOC. AOC. That's how I remember it. All right. Cory Maybe Booker. I'm using a, 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 a comma. You know? First last name, <laughs> comma, first middle. Maybe you are. Uh, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Kirsten Gillibrand, Julian Castro, Beto O'Rourke have all endorsed or expressed support for the Green New Deal. Good yes. Out today. It calls for a 10-year national mobilization to accomplish a series of goals, including meeting 100% of the power demands in the United States through clean, renewable, and zero-emission energy sources. I'm sorry, 10-year timeline to make all energy in the United States renewable. Unicorns think that's ridiculous. Oh, and it's they're anti-nuke, too. Oh, good luck. I mean, I, if if we could eliminate fossil fuels, I'm in favor of it, man. I'm not in the pay of the oil companies. Far from it. Well, keep this in mind, though. This is uh, from the Federalist that came up with the 10 most undoable things from the Green New Deal. Ban cars. 
To be fair, under the Green New Deal, everyone will need to retrofit their cars with Flintstone-style footholes or pedals for cycling. (laughs) The authors state that the Green New Deal would replace every combustion engine vehicle, truck, airplane, or boat within 10 years. Right. Think about that. Not to mention other machinery, lawnmowers, etc. That is amazing. It's 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 an ambitious plan. That's one word for it. They also intend to, and to keep those coming, I'm finding that very amusing, upgrade all existing buildings in the country for energy efficiency, work with farmers to eliminate uh, pollution greenhouse gas emissions. That's uh, cow farts. I'm sorry to be so frank, but that's exactly what they're talking about. As the Federalist points out... Corks, that's what you use. What? (laughs) As the Federalist points out, we repeat, every building in America, that includes every home, factory apartment building which will all need for starters to have their entire working heating and cooling systems ripped out and replaced with some technology that they're going to event in their committee hearings i guess right <laughs> that's pretty funny well <laughs> and aoc that is hilarious is actually right? aoc yeah. okay yeah. uh she's a okay uh, she um she has pointed out well do we have that clip where she explains uh, about her philosophy of paying for things Give me, give me one second. Well, essentially what she says is we've got to get away from this, how are you going to pay for it? Because government doesn't pay for things only through taxes. There's taxes and deficit spending, and maybe it'll stimulate the economy. So at least she's honest enough to say, ah, we'll borrow the money from China. Let me hit you one more part from the Federalist. Please. They want to eliminate air travel. The Green New Deal calls for building out high-speed rail at a scale at a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. Good luck, Hawaii! <laughs> That's unfair, Jack. (laughs) Special provisions would be made for islands. Uh, The California's high-speed boondoggle is already $100 billion uh, of debt. looks to be one of the biggest fiscal disasters ever. Amtrak runs billions of dollars in the red. Right. Imagine growing that business model out to every state in America. It's idiotic. It is absolutely idiotic. It also, and go figure, I guess they couldn't help themselves, offers a guaranteed job... With family-sustaining wage, adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations, and retirement security for every American. N- now, I guess what they mean is it's green, it's a green New Deal, and it's a New Deal New Deal. Because what paid vacations have to do with eliminating airplanes, I have no idea. And high-quality health care for all Americans. Everybody it's, just boating on vacation. Yeah, I, well, yeah, but it's got to be one of those wind-up boats with uh, rubber bands. <laughs> So, which is to say, now I'm quoting NPR, who you'd think would have substantial sympathy for this. The Green New Deal framework combines big climate change-related ideas with a wish list of progressive economic proposals that, taken together, would touch nearly every American and completely overhaul the economy. This is amazing as it's broken down by the Federalist. The Green New Deal promises free college or trade schools for every American. The Green Deal... promises a government-guaranteed job for everybody in the country. Right. The Green New Deal promises the government will provide healthy food to every American in the country. Right. The Green New Deal promises that the government will provide safe, affordable, adequate housing for every American citizen. May I plead guilty? That is unbelievable! May I plead guilty to something briefly, Your Honor? Uh, I have, at times, for a comedic effect, or just to be jazzy, referred to various levels of socialism or socialists as communists. Partly because I think it's funny and I grew up in the Cold War. 
What they are proposing is communism. This is a proposal for American communism. And if we only had time to undress the problems with communism, we would do that. On the other hand, we can do it next show. My favorite part is I guess they'll run on something they invent in one of their committee hearings. I don't know. Right? Final thoughts with A&G. Yeah! Here's your host, Joe Getty. (laughs) Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad, eh? Standing six foot three from the University of Hard Knocks, it's Positive Sean. Now, th- this has just got to be their version of the wall, and Mexico's yep. going to pay yep. for it, right? It they're, they're just pegging so. some sort yep. of thing I agree. that people can emotionally relate to, and then we'll figure out the other stuff. I, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Well said. He was actually taught the game by James Naismith. It's Marshall Phillips. <laughs> i got to tell you, I have not gotten a follow-up to my snail mail Valentine's Day card I got the other day. You know, it was sent to me anonymously. Yeah. More details were promised. Well, Very time intriguing. is running out, my friend. Just reminding the sender, every day after work, I get home, I run out to the mailbox looking for your next missive. He may be short, but he's slow. It's Michelangelo. Heart-shaped pizza, teddy bear holding a heart, new vacuum cleaner bag, still working on the Valentine's Day list. (laughs) It's good stuff. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? To recap, the Green New Deal promises everybody as much healthy food as they want, a safe house to live in, a job, whatever education you want, and green travel. It's pretty impressive. Karl Marx is thinking it's time for a comeback tour. Beautiful. Beautiful. So many people to thank. So little time. Oh, you didn't say your part yet. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. What I said. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Our, our email address is mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll be arguing with more imaginary emailers tomorrow. See you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. But the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I, like, was in, I, was, I, I had a client meeting, and I was yelling at you. Armstrong and Getty.